Today's anecdotal experience podcast is sponsored by SoundCloud. SoundCloud is the best platform to host your music and podcasts. Even though the podcast statistics are always very wrong. It says that the episode with Greg Wade has 5,000 plays. There's no way. Maybe one of the episodes, but not that one. Not Greg. Thanks for listening to the Anecdotal Experience Podcast. I hope you feel appreciated when I thank you for listening, and I hope it keeps you listening, even if you hate the show. Today we have Christian DePew on the podcast. Christian talks about having anxiety and uh, how it feels feeling like you've lost a chunk of your life to being cripplingly anxious. But I got a feeling it makes him who he is, who's an awesome guy. A bunch of people left iTunes reviews. I don't even know who they are because they have aliases uh, on iTunes. So uh, I don't even know, but thanks for leaving them. If uh, someone else wants to leave a review, cool. And if you don't, it's fine. It's your life. I'm just glad you're here listening to the dote. This is going to be a great episode. I loved it. I didn't edit anything. It's raw because it's good the whole way through. Let's do this with Christian DePue. Pre-anxiety. Yeah, pre-anxiety. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because I've, I've started chill out. I've, like, come back around, and I feel like, oh. It's almost like I lost, like, a decade of my life. Do you feel that way? Yeah, sometimes. Just being crippled by... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's... uh. That is tough. That is it's uh, it's really impossible for anyone to relate to a mental illness that doesn't have it. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think about that sometimes, and I'm I'm a person. I'm a guy, and I'm affected by my situation. I'm not affected by my brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's hard for me to, cause I wanna. I sometimes I'm I I know medication for me is not uh, is not an option because I know it's. I know I'm capable of overcoming anything, yeah. but I think it's sometimes hard to know for someone like you, you yeah. need to say, no, I'm not capable. I'm not capable. I'm, I'm sick and I need help. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think this is a natural segue, but like, how did you see so 10 years of your life? You felt as if you lost what, how did, what did that progress look like for you to come naturally through all of that anxiety and all that compulsion and become who you are now. Um, Two normal normal types of anxiety. Yeah. Depression um, and things. The standard life depression that we all have. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I guess, like, and we can go into it more, but, like, to, like, create, like, a general statement, or is that it's almost, like, natural like how you naturally mature and you learn things as you go in life. Right. But for like someone who <laughs> is like kind of mentally ill, I think over time I just became aware. And as you for years doing the same behaviors or beating your head against the wall, doing the same things. Yeah. Suddenly you're kind of like, Oh yeah. I think over time I was like, you're being a weirdo. Like you need to just drop this or just even coming across people give good advice or reading a book or something. Yeah. Eventually just like, Oh yeah, I need to stop that is to get that out and maybe it's more maybe there's something biological where it's starting to like work its way out i don't know if that's there's any truth to that yeah um but it was very slow very like over time yeah because yeah definitely um 
uh, I would say even like, like there was like phases of it where when I was at Grace College, um, I was like really known as like a really nice guy. You, uh, I, I knew, I knew of you. I mean, yeah. way back when. We, and I think it was partly because I was so, wanted everyone to like me so much. I was like a super, for the most part, like a really nice guy. Yeah. And then after, years later though, like I think all that sort of um, anxious, like people pleasing type stuff led yeah. me to a place where I was really negative for about two or three years, like a really dark negative person. How does that work? Um, I have when, a thought. Go ahead. Say the thought. I think I have that too. And occasionally I'll do this sometimes in my head where I think I will come if I feel like I'm hurting someone or I'm creating negative energy I'll try to come up with in my head some reason where the other person if I feel like I'm disappointing someone oh I can't make it there I told you I could make it or something I'll come up with something in my head to resent them for it and say oh well you didn't do this for me so I feel like this is okay yes when in reality I just should be like I can't make it to your party I'm sorry, I'll be there next time, and then not feel like I need to justify it with my own resentment in my head and yeah. say, oh, well, well, you didn't come to my party, so this is fine. This is fine for me. When I should just say, sorry, I can't come to your party, man. I feel yeah. bad. Um, so people who are really like anxious people pleasers, yeah. that type, they're kind of um, selfish because they're, expect- they're always expecting... It's like, a, it's like an unspoken contract that yeah. they're always expecting something back. Yeah. They may not even be that conscious of it, but they're hoping like, if I am really nice to you, you're going to like me too, in general speaking. Ooh, and so like, if you don't yeah. get what you want, and then eventually you start to resent that other person because they're not behaving in the way you thought that they would if you treat them a certain way. I gave you this, you owe me this. Yeah. It's not that conscious. Like It's only it's when not. somebody speaks it out loud, it's kind of yes. like, oh yeah, I am doing that. I'm kind of um, really selfish, like, um, and not, I don't know, saying selfish sometimes sounds like it's really like deprecating, but it literally is like you're yeah. expecting something. The other person doesn't even know that you're expecting that of them. Yeah. Like let them be a person. Let you be a person, you know? Yeah. Let you be a person that sometimes disappoints people. Yeah. And it's say okay. it's okay. Happens. And not look at the past and say, well, I deserve this because you didn't come to my party. So right. I'm not coming to your party. Just say. Oh, I can't make it. I want to make it. Here's the situation. My mom's party's the same day mm-hmm. and I can't make it. I'm yeah. sorry. And yeah. not feel like, oh, I don't. It's the it's guilt. Yeah. 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 It's I don't want to feel guilt. So I'll come up with some reason. Also, yeah. Th- it, yes. Like um, guilt would make me like I couldn't handle guilt is the best way I can explain it. Like I would feel so much guilt. I couldn't handle it. So I over time, eventually, like I started to I wasn't aware of it, but I would just point the finger at someone else. Like it yeah. had to be someone else because like I can't handle it feeling this guilty. The guilt is irrational in the first place. I shouldn't be feeling it. And they don't, you, you think that they don't know it. They I'm don't doing know this. it. I'm in, yeah. You're projecting I'm in, negative energy that yeah. you think they have and they yeah. don't. And it's in yeah. my head too much. Like, but it's just, I feel guilt cause I feel like I failed them, but then like I can't handle the guilt. So I find some way to manipulate where it's their fault. I actually think yeah. that's probably a really common thing in social situations. It causes a lot so, of drama. Yeah. Holy smokes. That is such a thing where you think, oh, I'm, you just come up, like, they're not upset, but in your head, they're upset. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's dishonesty. It's yes. lack of communication. It is. It's that unspoken stuff that's going on, lack of communication, but you're like, 
creating a situation that doesn't even exist. Yeah, you're just... And even if uh, they are upset, just be like, if you were a confident, normal, healthy person, be like, yeah, I couldn't come to the party. You'll get over it. I still love you. You You love me. You'll get over it. Or if they are, if they can't handle it, it's like, well, you should get over it. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. I just couldn't come to the party. I don't dislike you. I couldn't make it. Right. I had a prior engagement. I was sick. Something. Like. Oh, man. Yeah. That is so true. It's just like, I'm not going to let myself feel guilty. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to create something that's not there. I'm just going to say, sorry, can't come. I can't. And I think even if you were to text someone, um, I had a situation where I I was kind of double booked for 4th of July. And Mm -hmm. I texted someone and I said I wanted them to know, like, I'm I'm really sorry. I appreciate your friendship. And I communicated everything I wanted them to know. I said, I kind of double booked. Um, I really, I love you and I appreciate the to come out but I, I cannot make it out mm-hmm. and I just wanted them to know I love you and this is nothing I'm not just bailing and this meant a lot to me and I cannot be there mm-hmm. but in reality a lot of times they might have said no that's fine we got you know you yeah. can't come to the party and it's not they might have not thought anything of it but had I not communicated everything I probably would have come up with some reason in my head to say Oh, I can't come, but mm-hmm. you know, you didn't, you never come to visit me in my hometown, so I don't. Whatever, it's it's fine. You never, you don't care about me, and that's just yeah. creating this negative energy where I feel yeah. like it's okay for me to do what I'm doing. When in reality, I should just be honest with people. Yeah, you can't make it to every party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's weird. Like it's sort of like it's. I don't know how to put this. It's creating connections that don't exist when things should just be cut and dry. Like. Yeah, I, I couldn't make it. That's it's as simple as that. I couldn't make it to the party. Like it, right. that's it. Boom. And the person should be like, oh, they can't make it. That's fine. Right. I'm still having a party. I'm hanging out with these other people. I'm having a good time. It's but like be, yeah. it's like but like, uh, yeah, but and I'm sure a lot of people do that to varying degrees. Right. Um, but then the people who have social anxiety do it more. And then people who are probably mentally ill. Just like <laughs> probably do way. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I was like a paranoid person but not like to the point where i think the government's watching me or ufos are flying around but just like social paranoia yeah uh, i still struggle i still have the tendency to think most people don't like me in a way or i'm like easily offending people or something yeah i just don't because i understand a lot of people don't like me and that's fine mm-hmm. but i don't want yeah i'll have interactions with people and i'll leave and i'm like oh man i feel i just i don't know there's something about it where i'm like ah oh, i feel like i said something and i made fun of their shoes or something yeah. And I was yeah. just, if I make fun of, you know, there's something I'll say, I'll bust someone's chops about their shoes. Doesn't matter. But sure. if something I'm like, oh, I feel like they think I, they feel worse. They left and they're like, oh man, I don't. If you feel like you did something you didn't intend. I didn't intend you could, it. You could bust someone's chops. And I chops. really hurt them. Yeah. yeah. But like, then you think about it later and you're like, but I didn't intend it in this way. They actually took to. offense to it. They actually, yeah. not like offense, but because like, offense is a weird thing. I don't even like to use that term because someone's saying I'm offended. It doesn't mean anything to me, but it's like they left and they're right. like, oh, I'm hurt. I Plus feel worse. So, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting off topic. It's so overused in our culture. Everybody's yeah, offended. I know. I don't want to even offended. go that direction yeah. anyway, but that sort of, if yeah. someone's offended, I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But if someone's like, oh, I, they leave that conversation, I'm like, oh, they're hurt. They feel bad yeah. in their heart now. I'm like, oh. oh so okay. that fear of someone leaving a conversation and be like, oh, man. My That's interesting. Suck. You're making a distinction between hurt and offended. Offended's almost like. Offended doesn't matter. It's not even a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. Is it in your mind like saying you're offended is like 
they're thinking they're supposed to be offended at this thing while hurt is like i actually was hurt by that like that was a personal thing offended is i want you to feel bad about what you said uh, hurt is someone saying i feel bad gotcha you made me feel bad that's really bad now that's a really good distinction yeah Yeah. okay but that sort of thing i I fear hurting people sure i I do too like i don't yeah yeah um um how did your uh yeah yeah i think where did uh did you ever have a moment where you thought coming out of the anxiety and coming out of all this kind of depression or whatever it was did you ever have a moment where you were you really felt good you thought whoa i've really come a long way in who i am as a person um yeah i've had moments of that and then it would i don't know like a lot of times if i ever talked about it in that way i'd feel like i was speaking too soon because in like a week I would think that at least like a week or two later or something. Right, but that happens. Like, But right. what was a situation where you thought, wow, man, if I could, if me 10 years ago could see me now doing this, I would know it'd be okay and it might relieve some of that anxiety. Um, where you felt good, felt good about yourself and were self-confident. Like where, I don't know, that's kind of hard for me to think of like a specific time. I, I do think sitting here now i feel like i'm a very different person yeah um what yeah like contrast some some Uh, progression okay well like i mentioned like in college or shortly before college i started becoming like really really religious yeah (laughs) like i i don't feel like i'm that way now yeah like i still call myself a christian but it's much more like who i was before all this anxiety stuff where it was much more i don't know how to put it relaxed about it yeah i guess like i definitely during college became like somewhat of a religious nut like it was like a kind of like a fundamentalist type right rigid how so black and white um and it was like so important to me i thought it was like the most important thing in the world yeah it's like my faith and and jesus and god like all that stuff it just it was i think what did it really do for you though um, I, I don't know, but I became, I, I, I kind of like half wonder, I still think it's like, I'm still like a Christian, still think it's true, but I think be, it was like going into fantasy land. It was like escaping reality. Maybe, maybe I, I, like I half wonder if I was so anxious, I didn't want to deal with real life. So let's deal with Harry Potter. <laughs> like that sounds really insulting, but like. This is your truth. Man. Um, yeah. but like, I don't even mean to insult anyone who's a Christian. Like yeah. I still consider myself one, but yeah. like. It was like, I think religion is so easily something you can manipulate in your own mind and make it your own way and make it your own thing that like, I could just get lost in that world of like philosophy and religion. It was a distraction. Yeah. I actually think it's a good sign that I didn't like flip and suddenly become like an atheist at some point. I think that's like a weird thing that people do. They become like really extreme religious and yeah. then now they're an atheist. It's like, yeah, they, they like hit the it's bottom like, of the it's, barrel. Like a, it's just like another extreme. I'm glad I didn't do that. I feel yeah. like I just kind of like eased into more like back to who I was. It was more mellow. Like, right. Like, uh, and so, but for a while, yeah, I was just so like obsessed with, um, just my faith. Like I just became so religious it and it was so unlike who I was in high school. But it was um, really, but do you see it now? Cause when I hear that, it's just, it's, you found a distraction. I think a lot of people find, I think World so. of Warcraft, or they find something yeah. that they can obsess over and escape the reality that's so painful for them. Right. 
but it was so pervasive that I think I put people off by it. Like, How did that I was, manifest I was, I was like, my, my identity off? was so wrapped up in being like a Christian. Yeah. And I thought other people probably should think that way. I, yeah. Um, I use the word probably because in some ways I still wasn't as bad as someone who's just going to be absolutely in your face, in your face about it. Um, what did that look like? How were you turning people off in ways with your, uh, your obsession of, uh, I remember a guy from high school who I ran into a few summers, like periodically, like when I go back home for the summer yeah. and we would get in conversations and I just always steered it in that direction. I feel like religion, <laughs> I'd steer into like religion and faith and philosophy. Yeah. And even though I would like, was much more, at least I was aware enough to make it like passive in that, in that way, like how I'd steer the conversation. Yeah. I still think he was just kind of like, ah, I can't relate to you. And, I, and, and it was, it was a guy to. in high school who I connected with on, on like humor actually. Yeah. And I think I, I just, he couldn't relate to me and I don't know for sure. Like that could be in my head, but like, I think I'm pretty safe in saying like, yeah, I was, I was a bit off putting. It was just too much. Like I don't want to. Yeah, they didn't want to talk about who it. Who wants to? I don't want to yeah. run into that person now. Right. Like, you were that I, guy. I have run into people like me, like who I was. Yeah. Not, like, and I just like I don't want to talk to that person. You know. Yeah, you were. You recognize. Yeah, but there was something. What was going on there? So you're talking to the dude, and are you just kind of? Is this really interesting to you, or think, why are well, you okay, trying well, to? Well, I guess I didn't mention like, um, part of the reason why it could come up in conversation is like. I was going to a Christian college, so it's like part of my life. I was also was studying essentially to be a pastor. Like my yeah. my focus or my degree was in biblical studies or religious studies. Right. And so that was just like it was what I was doing, you know. Yeah. But so it was inst- a instead of just saying like, oh yeah, that's what I'm studying, and then let's move on and talk about like I don't know what's like Seinfeld boobs. or boobs, Seinfeld, yeah. something else. Yeah. I, I just, it was like, I, f- looking back at like 40%, I don't know, just random, a large percent of my conversations were about philosophy and religion. Yeah. It was like, it was my life, man. Yeah. And, those, and it the, was so easy to like, so it was pretty much, you're just so overwhelmed by distracting yourself. All you could really talk about was. I think so. I wasn't aware of it. I right, was just obsessed. Of course not. It was like, because I like. I think that's part of it, saying it was a distraction, but I think it was more than that. I think I was so lost in my own world. But I think I went into my own world probably because reality was scary. Yeah. Is that, yeah. So it is a distraction. You're right in that. But I was like, literally, I was in my own world. Like, I couldn't, like, if I would go back in time, have a time machine, talk to myself, I'd be like, dude, I would, that's what I would say. Like, you're in your own world. Like, no one cares. Yeah. It's, this is like you're gonna be embarrassed in ten years, like, <laughs> dude. I think that's. Such I mean, a, that's harsh to say, but like, no, yeah, yeah it is what you would say to yourself. I'm more relaxed. There was a time period I was very embarrassed about it. Now it's like it seems so far away. I'm kind of like, meh, whatever. Like, yeah, people probably don't even care. They're probably like Christian's a weirdo. They move on. They have their kids. They're having a life. Right. Like, no one yeah. cares about you. Yeah. No one ever did. And that's except good. for your mother. That's all. No one. <laughs> It's funny how we always think like someone probably still thinks about me yeah. being a dumbass. Like, they, no, don't. they don't care. They don't. Yeah. They don't care. It's in the past. Yep. Yeah. I think that's, uh, <laughs> it really is, uh, it, it, that can be an easy escape too. Cause it's uh, like, if you go to a religious school or you go to church all the time, mm-hmm. or you're raised Christian. Yeah. It, uh, it's someone telling you the only thing that matters is this Bible 
and spreading the word and yeah. everything in this Bible. So it's it's like pretty much them saying it's okay to obsess over this. Not only is it okay to obsess over this, it's the right thing to yes. do to get overcome yeah, by yeah. scripture. So I don't know how it all plays out, but um, when this all started, I was still in high school, public high school. I started becoming really religious because it was a little bit in my family. Yeah. But... Yeah, not that much. Like, let's just say it was, it was there. It was in my family, like religion, like Christian family. Yeah. Okay. But um, I was like, I started first, but then I placed myself in an environment that really encouraged it, which is, I feel like what you're getting at. Like I was in mm-hmm. environment, Christian college, tons of like very religious people that would just like, oh, even if I was weird about it, even if I was like mentally ill about it, I could still blend in. It's, if no anything, one's gonna if tell anything you. maybe some people think like, yeah, no one's going to tell you it's wrong because um, they're also going to be thinking, oh, they may even think like, oh, he's like really in the faith. No something. one's, dude, that's <laughs> you know? interesting. Like I might have even been a, I don't know, but maybe a prime example. Right. Of a Christian. <laughs> it's like the point where God might have been like, yo, dude, chill out with this Jesus stuff. Yes. Like yeah. get a life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. no one's ever gonna tell you that. Like, hey, maybe, maybe go on a date. Yeah, maybe take a walk. Yeah, they're like, hey, sure. was like you're you're telling me the only thing that matters is the scripture and God and Christ yeah. and all this. And that's why I do think now, and um, that a lot of like religion really boils down to psychology. I think certain type of people like okay so people like fundamentalist christians are terrible whatever but it's like the reason why i think they're already like even if they don't have the religion they're primed in their mindset to be that way like once that religion comes their way it's like oh here's something and latch on to and do that like they're already like if they're really anxious or kind of got some mental imbalance in some way yeah they're already a fundamentalist in their psychology and now religion, they've got the religion. To oh, they've like, got a channel for their fundamentalism. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Like, I think if you like run into somebody who's a really like religious nut, they were going to be a nut in some way, but they now have religion to channel yeah. that into. Yeah. And it's such a thing because if it's like working out or something, it's it's yeah. someone can say, anyone can say, yo, you're too obsessed with this. Mm-hmm. Anyone in that community even, dude, yeah. bros at the gym, but at the church, no one's going to say, hey, maybe like stop. Yeah. Yeah, you slow down, you know, sure. you're Cause really because you're, you're what? Like, what's the language? You're on fire for God or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's spooky. So, it is spooky. It is absolutely spooky. That's weird, because most people that ha- don't have that a- that kind of insane attention span, mm-hmm. we have no problem getting distracted by other things that aren't God, aren't yeah. anything. We're like, oh, I'm kind of bored over here. Sure. But someone that naturally wants to be compulsive, they're going to say, hey, it's OK okay to obsess over god because it's all that matters yeah yeah it's bizarre yeah but no i think i definitely think like it's when religion goes wrong it's a twofold thing like it feeds itself in some ways but i think a lot of it is the person's already probably hurting or in a bad mental place or something first and they have something to channel it into. And I think religions it's easy to do that because it's something you can manipulate anyways. Yeah. Because it is kind of like, um, it's, I don't know how to put it, it's out there and it's quote unquote invisible. Yeah. You know, like you can talk about God and all these things that are like 
may be true and real, but there is that element of like, can't prove it. Yeah. So you can prove me. I'm wrong. Like, it's not like, uh, I mean, like people who are in locked up in mental institutes could say that that school bus is a dragon, but right. Um, a step closer to sanity would be you can manipulate something like a philosophy or a way of life or a way of thinking yeah. or viewing the world because it's intangible. Right, intangible. And you can manipulate yeah. it into your way or how. Yeah. Does that make sense? It like, does. Totally. Absolute insanity is like manipulating like physical reality in your mind. Like, right. That doorway is on fire. And everyone can tell you you're wrong. Yeah. And the world can tell you you're wrong. Yeah. And yeah. that'd be the most obvious, like, obvious like i heard in the logan sport like state hospital the mental uh-huh. hospital there like there's a guy that believes he's a buffalo yeah called the buffalo man yeah and there's another guy that believes he's a glass of orange juice like that's like like the farthest end i feel like yeah if like way. everyone but, but you says you're crazy then you're crazy yeah, yeah i feel like you can have a lot of people who are crazy within religion because instead of talking about physical reality they're talking about like a philosophy or something invisible so they can manipulate it in their heads yeah there's no one to say yeah. tangibly you're wrong yeah. yeah and because there's a lot of sane people who believe in god yeah um yeah there's just that it's that weird like not a clear-cut thing yeah so you can have a church full of people and some of them are sane and some of them are probably like you're a little too yeah uh, maybe a little not. too zealous you need that to chill is out. funny that is a funny thing because i think <laughs> I think you do kind of like to branch off a bit from anxiety, but I think to be a religious person and Mm -hmm. to be a Christian, to be a Muslim, to be a Jew, you have to be, you can say a little insane, but you can also say you kind of have to be a mystic. And I think it's okay to say, like, I'm a, I consider myself a Christian. Mm -hmm. I also consider myself a mystic. I'm not out trying to prove the existence of God. I'm trying. I'm just saying, yeah. To some degree, I believe in kind of a magical higher power, and I'm kind of a yes. And you may, and that's kind of insane. It's kind of an mm. insane thing to believe, and I think that's okay. It, yeah, yeah. You have um, to be a mystic. To no, some uh, I, I, I use that word. I think yeah. I'm a little bit of a mystic, a little yeah. bit, but like, I almost like hate to use that because I'm sure there's people hear that word, and in and of itself, that word sounds like bizarre. Yeah, but it is yeah. bizarre to believe in like the Bible and to yeah. believe the stories of the Bible. Yeah, it's, it's for bizarre. Like, it's yeah, no, it is. It, it's yes, it's. I guess yeah, I agree. All of it's a little bit bizarre. Yeah, all of it. But I also don't like. I'm not someone who believes <laughs> or feel the need to understand. Like for example, like I think a lot of it is actually somewhat metaphorical. Yeah, um, and that causes people who are like conservative religious people to probably like, uh oh, like. You don't believe in the where's whole the li- Bible. Where, yeah, where's yeah. the line drawn? Like, is like yeah. on what's not? I don't. I don't really care. Like, right. I don't. I certainly do not believe the Earth was created in six days or like. Right. Yeah, I think I believe in evolution. I believe that the scientists know what they're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, but like, you still what, have to be a mystic, though. You still yeah, have to yeah, say there's a, some yeah, weird I, stuff. That's happened, the thing. Yeah. Like, now I'm so like. Uh, how do I put it? I was about to say something that was going to sound really, really arrogant, but I don't mean it that way. Go for it. Say I'm, it. I am I feel We've like... had some serious racists on this, so if you sound <laughs> a little arrogant. Okay. I'm all right. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm... Um, I feel like I want to pad this so much because I don't want to offend anyone. Say the... Just be the <laughs> arrogant open, asshole. Yeah. I'm open-minded enough that I believe science, but I also believe a little bit in ghost stories, so to speak. Yeah, I believe in the spiritual element. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I'm not one or the other, and I feel like that's that's fine. 
Like, right. that's fine. Like, I, I'm literally so glad I, like, I haven't switched into, like, extreme atheism or some other extremism. Right. Like, I've just kind of passively moved into more of this, like, yeah, I still believe it and I have my reasons for it. But yeah. it doesn't consume my life, for one. It's more like I check into, like, well, we talked about this earlier when we were walking around Cincinnati. But, like, the idea that um, I'm much more practical about it. Like, does your Christian faith, like, have, believing in God or believing in Jesus, whatever, does it actually improve your life? Does it make, does it improve it? Right. I would say when I was at Grace College, it made it worse. Like I was yeah. so obsessed with it. It was dragging me down. But I, in the end, I was ultimately dragging myself down because I was just a mess. Yeah. Was, Christianity is just the means of self-sabotaging. Yeah, it, it could have been yeah. something else, right. I suppose. Usually yeah. it's World of Warcraft, to be honest with you. I think... <laughs> I think you, you do you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, yeah, I agree. It could yeah. be something else. Right. I, I uh, yeah, but yeah, I think people channel their, yeah, because there are definitely people who like if we're going to specifically talk about using that example, World of Warcraft, people who will like so much social anxiety. All they do is stay at home. They're drinking their soda, eating their chips, and playing World of Warcraft. I know that's a cartoonish stereotype. It's an escape. Yeah, but it's an yeah, it's an escape. Go out there, go to a bar, talk to a girl. Um, yeah. Once again, I'm using like a very cartoonish stereotype, but there are people who exist like that. Those are those there are, are two actual very, literal yes. people who exist like that. Yes, um, that's a very that's a like whatever it is. It's a great uh, dichotomy to discuss the dude because stereotypes are there for a reason. Yeah. But the guy that lives in the world of the World of Warcraft, and you can chips. become obsessed with any about anything probably. Yeah, and it's just and a distraction from reality. I'm sure there's more, and that's why the religion thing. I think it's easy because it's something you can manipulate so much in your own head, right? Yeah, like that's probably why it's maybe more common to easily be like, obsessible. Yeah, yes. and also because it. Oh, the other reason I think is because it holds so much uh, gravitas or so much weight in someone's nice. life. Because, that's the like, first gravitas we've had dropped on. All right, the yeah. anecdote. Um, because like the. Uh, you religion is like so to speak it's about life the grand scheme of life right so the it's like this really really yeah. important thing yeah so um and people believe it's like a really really important thing and then they bring in these like high stakes of like heaven or hell and so it yeah. becomes this really intense the highest thing stakes of all eternal damnation or eternal exactly the highest stakes of all. bliss yeah. yeah yeah so i think um that's why it can produce more anxiety and just like become a very easily obsessive type thing. Right. But now if it's funny now, cause that's, I mean, that's one thing I want to talk about is you, you now, but you being self-aware now to the point where you were so obsessed about heaven and hell and this and that and this and that. But now you're self-aware enough to know, Oh, I it doesn't heaven and hell, whatever. But yeah. I was insane. Yeah. I was insane. I, I lost was. My mind. Yeah. yeah. I, and I feel like it's only of recent I can comfortably say that. Yeah. I think I would always make excuse, but now I'm like, nope, I was insane. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's so far removed now. I yeah. feel more, but like, Water no, under the bridge, man. I was mentally ill. Yeah. During those years. So what's, uh, yeah, I guess one thing, been going for a while, but I think one thing to wrap on, I definitely want to touch on is uh, life now. How, uh, like, what is your life like now in terms of comparing against the old Christian Depew and who you were and kind of the joy or the relief you feel not having those obsessive compulsive habits and being self-aware of what you're using your religion for? Um, I think like, 
I don't know. I think I'm still kind of an anxious, worrisome person, but it is much more like like a no- probably more normalized version yes, of it. Yes, very controlled. Uh, but I still will feel it, and I feel anxious a lot. It's probably why, I, honestly, I drink so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by the way, I'm sure there's somebody that's like thinking, like, why haven't you sought professional help? And I have a few times. You have? Yeah, I tried counseling once. Didn't go so well. How do you feel about it? I have a I counseling like story. Um, I went a few times, and... It was really off-putting to me. And maybe it was my own fault, but I actually, like, even thinking sitting here now, I don't think that's even the root issue. I think I would have to find, like, a really good... If I wanted to... Like, I'm much better now, but I feel like if I wanted to even improve it more, it would be the right medication would be the biggest helper. I'm sure counseling will help. And actually, I know it would if it was the right thing. Like, that that, the book that you just gave me. I know the audience isn't aware of it, but um, the Dale Carnegie... I talk about that book all the time. Yeah, the Dale Carnegie book... um, how to name. stop worrying and start living. Yes. Like, I'm sure that will actually be very helpful if I read it and apply yeah. it. It'll be really helpful. But um, but I have tried, and I've also tried medications, yeah. but I haven't tried them all. I'm sure, uh, like, I've tried Prozac, Paxil, Lexapro, Celexa. Uh-huh. Either nothing or mostly negative side effects. Yeah. Like, one of them, I remember, I was sleeping, like, 13 hours a day. Yeah. It just, it just like, it, like, drugged me up. Right. Um, but I haven't, there's still ones I haven't tried. I haven't tried Zoloft or Wellbutrin. Yeah, but I'm sure they would help, and I'm I am open to it, and maybe at some point, probably relatively soon, I'll try it. I'll try one of those. Yeah. But I'm just so much better now than I was. But at times I'm like, bet you could be even better. Like, why not just try it? So I, I may. I don't think I would do. I don't see myself at this point really entering counseling. I don't see the point, especially as bad as I was. Yeah, you know it's right like, for you. Yeah, like especially as bad as I was. Like, if you're gonna do that, you should have done it then. Like now, it's more like. Yeah, I probably just need to find a good medication that, like, helps balance me out just a little bit more. Yeah, you're aware of n- enough to yeah, know what will yeah. help and what won't. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, did. Yeah, so, like, I'm not ideal in who is, I guess. But, um, yeah, I'm You're better. a normal guy. Yeah, I'm a little but more. social I'm a little, anxiety. Yeah, yeah, I definitely still have some major yeah. anxieties, but I'm, um, yeah, I'm a little better at, uh, or a lot better I also wonder if there's been just like a natural change inside me a little bit because of just how drastically different I am. Like Dude, I wonder yeah. if the chemistry or whatever, my brain is just a little more mellowed out, like literally. But I, I think probably some of it's self-awareness, but some of it may be that. Yeah. Um, You'll never know. Yeah. I don't All know. you know is you can be thankful that you're feeling good now. Yeah. Or feeling so much better. Yeah. You're still a, like miserable sack of shit. <laughs> But yeah. not as miserable. <laughs> not as miserable. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a little a less sack shitty. of shit like just, the rest of us. Yeah, still sack of there shit. There was enough swearing in this episode, so I wanted to. Oh. I, yeah. Huh. Oh. I'm actually surprised thing. I haven't sworn more. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've dropped a single. Like, Let it go, dude. F-bomb Let it flow, man. Huh. I'll do it if it comes up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it feels natural. It feels natural. Feels right. Feels good. Feels right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I did want to say something real quick. Sure. I wanted yeah. to say something about counseling. Okay. I yeah. did go to a, I went to, I've been to three counselors in my life. One was really awesome. Three. Better than me. Three, but only three separate sessions. Okay. You did one session each? One session each. Because <laughs> it was. Uh, At least the one guy, I think I went like four or five times. Yeah. But I felt like it was going nowhere. Yeah, but that's the thing. You got to find a good, you know what it is? If you yeah. don't have people you can be honest with in your life to really help you. Yeah. That's really what counseling was for me. Mm-hmm. I had a, when I was, uh, I had, you know, pretty bad anxiety, going through pretty rough stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a bro counselor who 
was a bro and he could relate to me on that level. I'm picturing a youth pastor suddenly. Very similar. <laughs> Very similar. But it was this guy understood me and I felt like he cared. And um, it was very helpful. Yeah. It was. I thought, oh, this is awesome. Like, I like counseling. This guy's helping me talk through things. And I've, I had him once, and I was like, oh, it was great, and it was really helpful. And then I had one. It was a female counselor. It was always I had this it was dead boot camp. They have mm-hmm. counselors for you. It's really great. I went to this computer school. They have counselors. It's really weird. Doesn't matter. But she was great. She was really nice too. It always seemed like she cared and was trying to help me. I'd always leave feeling better. So for whatever reason that was, I would go, and I was like. Great experience. Feel better mm-hmm. after leaving that room with my counselor. Okay. Then I had one here in Cincinnati one time. It was an old ass lady. All right. It was an old grandma lady. And I would talk to her and she would just repeat stuff back to me. No help at all. Just phoning in it in. And I was so frustrated because I was just, it just soured me. I'm like, oh, you're just like here. You're just like an old ass lady. <laughs> you don't know anything about me. You can't relate to me. And it's so obvious. Yeah. So, yeah, counseling, it's now I, I mean, it's just like I have friends that will help me through things and who I think can give me good advice and mm-hmm. unbiased advice. And mm-hmm. I have family that I can talk to and I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, when you asked me about like, how did I come out of it? And I explained it as being like maturing. Yeah. Um, so it was like maturing for someone who's mentally ill, because I will say, I think it did set me back. I think I was like much more immature because I wasn't dealing with real life during those years. Yeah. So I was less mature than a lot of people around me. It's like set me back. So when I say like, I feel like I lost like a decade of my life. Yeah. It's kind of true. Like I feel like I wasn't dealing with, I mean, I'm sure I have like, um, um, a certain, I have certain experiences and a certain perspective that could be very quote unquote wise or helpful for other people. Yeah. But in many areas of my life, I think I've been set back. Like it was like it, I wasn't maturing along with everybody else who's dealing with reality and learning how to handle reality. Cause I think that's, that's like, I don't know how, like that's a really simple explanation of maturity, yeah. learning how to an- handle life or reality. And I wasn't cause I was all obsessed with religion. <laughs> yeah. Cause you were lost. Like while other people were growing up as people and finding yeah. out who they were, are, yes, you're absolutely. there reading a Bible. Yeah. And maybe that's why. Like, when we, sorry, this is going to be kind of random to people who are listening in, but how I didn't really... Like you said, okay, um, the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Yeah. Why I didn't like it? Maybe you're right. Maybe it reminds me too much of myself because I see these grown adults who are behaving so immaturely. It's like they're in arrested development. Like, like they are their development. Like, And so maybe it's like, ah, it's a little too close to home. Reminded like maybe, you of your own flaws. Yeah, and maybe yeah. that's part of why I don't like it. Yeah. When I watched it, like, whatever, a month ago. Interesting. And I just, yeah, because I, I do feel like I told you those characters seemed um, so like immature for the age of the actors playing them. Right. So maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it reminds me. Do we much. hate to see our own flaws reflected in other people? Yeah. Even if it's in a movie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, do you have, if you want to, we're going to wrap. So what do you, okay. what do you have to, if you want to kind of summarize or give one sort of idea that you would give to another person to help them, what would it be in your experience? Oh man. Um, if you say, don't do this, do this. That's, I don't know. That's so tough for me to say. I like, um, yeah, I mean, you definitely don't have to if you feel like you've got, no, I mean, I'm sure, I guess, I don't know if I have advice, but I'm hoping if somebody, 
I guess I picked this subject to talk about for various reasons, but one, hopefully it would be helpful for somebody to hear if they're suspecting something is up with themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, maybe I am derailing. Maybe something is wrong. Maybe I should find some way to seek help, whether it be through books, friendship, counseling, medication, um, or just like, maybe it'll just trigger self-awareness of like, oh yeah, maybe, I don't know. I think life, we do have this, even if you believe there's more to life than just your 80 some years here on earth, whatever, like you really essentially like perspective wise, you have one life to live Yeah, and it should be enjoyed. It should be better. Like, um, yeah, it should really just be like, like enjoyable. And if you're not enjoying life, what's the point? Yeah. I I, I don't know. That that totally makes, that totally makes probably some people it sounds cheap, but like, I think the goal in life is to make it, is to enjoy it. Like it's like a, it, it sounds so cheesy to say it's a gift, but it should be. It is enjoyed. A gift, and also like if you, like we talked about this earlier before we started recording, but like if you are a happier, healthier person, it will be, it'll overflow into other people. It'll be yeah. helpful for other people. I agree. So it isn't completely selfish to take care of yourself. It's not Absolutely at all. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's not at all. Yeah. Take care of yourself. If you're a better person, you're more apt to help other people, even in, in even in unconscious ways, right? Subconscious way, whatever. You're just going to be a better person to be around, right? Or in other words, positive energy, whatever. In the subtlest way, you will be a better person to be around, and then in more obvious ways, you'll be a better person to be around. Totally. I think I think we do. We misinterpret the term self-love for selfishness. Yeah. And, and they're completely the different. Things. Completely different. Yeah. Because it, it takes work sometimes to be like exercise self-love. It's not a, yeah. like it's not that selfish. Like if you have to put work into like, oh, maybe I need to take care of better myself or, or take better care of myself. Or maybe I need to change some habits in my life. Or maybe I need to do this. Sure. You have to do scary stuff, too. It takes courage sometimes to do yeah. practice self-love. Yeah, um, I think really selfishness comes from a place of discontentment with yourself and wanting more for yourself because you're not you don't love yourself. You're not sat, like this discontentment, dissatisfaction yeah, happy with you. So you end up being more selfish. I think so. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's why like people like tend to tear other people down or be yeah. like when they're really unhappy. Don't drag other people that's down. Exactly. That's why I do it when I do it. Because I yeah. hate me. I do it too. Yeah. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. It's not about the other person. It's about you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude, this has been awesome. Um, really? Good. No, I hated it. It's <laughs> terrible. We had one worse episode with a dude named Greg Waite. But the second worst. Right second now. worst. Yeah. Uh, it's you, it. Blake Hammond, Greg Waite. Not even going to be put up, is it? I probably will. Because <laughs> I hate myself. Plug your stuff. You have anything to People plug? People pleaser. People pleaser. You can't. You're, yeah, you're too scared to not put this up. I am. You're like, ah, I feel too bad. So I am. So it's yeah. going up. Plug something? Yeah. I got nothing to plug. You got, a, you got an Instagram. <laughs> I got plug a, it you'll get followers oh people are gonna follow me on my instagram it's not even cool you got a good instagram plug it i do say it it's just my name it's christian depew spell it out k-r-i-s-t-i-a-n-d-e-p-u-e all right follow him and follow the <laughs> anecdotal experience leave a review all that stuff well thanks a lot christian yeah man it's great all right later <laughs>